Welcome to the Big Church Podcast. We are a church in Barrie, Ontario, Canada, and we hope you are blessed by this message. For more information, check out our website at bigchurch.cc. Yes, Jesus, we thank you. Everything we need is found in you. Thank you, Jesus. Well, we're going to dismiss the kids for uh, big kids. So... God, we pray you bless this, that time together with all the, the children, bless the teachers. God, and I just ask that the seeds of your word would go deep in their hearts. We bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we've got, um, you know... As uh, one thing that we say, big churches says experiencing um, one of the three things that uh, primary things that we do. I mean, everyone was in this season of narrowing down your vision to three or four things in a nutshell. And for us, we we broke it down. We said this is what we're about. We're about experiencing Jesus. We're about growing together, and we're about serving others. And that cycle of continual experiencing Jesus, growing together, serving others. And one of the, um, the, you know, how do we begin to do those things? Well, one of the things that we do is, is these types of retreats. Um, we used to call them encounters. Now we call it repl- replenish retreat, a little R&R with God. And uh, so um, it's about experiencing Jesus. It's about um, growing together. It's all part of it in that, and it's about serving others. And, and those components are all even within the weekend, but the, the major component of experiencing Jesus, um, it's taking a concentrated time where we can really s- spend that time with him because a few hours on Sundays is, is okay, but like when you can take a day or two and you just are basking in who Jesus is and shut the world out and you just encounter him again and uh, it's so powerful to be able to do that and so we had uh, 24 people that were able to do that this uh, this past weekend of course not all of them are here but um, uh, we're going to have different ones just share how Jesus touched them and uh, how they experienced him on this weekend so um, Pastor Sheila here has the mic and and what you if you when you do share if you could just stand in front of the um this like just don't come up on the stage just stand in front of the the sign there because um the camera trevor can get you there and also it just looks good if you're in the center trevor has this thing about everything being balanced so (laughs) let's pick on trevor yeah we're very glad about that so all right, well, who wants to go first? It's always that. It's like, who's going to go first? Are you on? Am I on, guys? Here I am now. I had one prophet who would say, okay, pretend someone's already gone. Who would like to go second? <laughs> <laughs> Just makes you feel better. So who would like to go second? <laughs> Thanks, Anna Marie. Well, yeah, a little to the right. Excellent. Yeah. 
I remember my first encounter, and uh, I was told that the uh, best thing you can do is be the first one up here to kick the devil in the butt. So, <laughs> I'm up here. I'm still, what, 15, 16 years later, nervous to be in front of everybody. But I just wanted to share that God isn't just at the retreat because if we weren't rushed on a quick two-week job in one week, we would have been out in a snowstorm. Thank you, God. At the same time, in our one week, we went to BC, had a snowstorm over the mountain, and they had it cleared by the time we come back. Just, <laughs> just you, so you God. know, Donna Marie is a trucker, so oh, yes. it, you didn't give that background for those who don't know yet. Uh, most people know, I think. Um, but uh, we were able to come back for the retreat, got to see people face to face. Thank you, God. Been waiting for that for a long time. Uh, and I came back with, I had 15 questions or 13 questions or something, and I haven't really focused a lot, but I know over 10 of them were answered. So God really spoke to me over the weekend. He also gave me a lot of uh, refreshment, and I got to see a lot of people and spend time with people that I care about. And I miss you all, even those online. Awesome. You know, that, that reminds me of a, a verse, actually. It's Psalm 5, verse 3, how we can place our expectation on God. And I love that faith that you, uh, Donna Marie and Colin, had to say, I have questions, and I believe that God is big enough to answer them this weekend, that he's going to be present and answer them. And he's answered those kinds of questions for me, too, even as a kid. Um, so this Psalm 5, verse 3 says, In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. They came expecting. And I think we can come to God's presence every time, every replenish retreat, every morning when we wake up. We can be expectant. So I'm going to wait expectantly for the next person to come up. Are you guys ready to see God this season? Uh, I got a, a tr wild story, um, and it all comes down to getting desperate for God, okay? If you're wondering why nothing's happening, don't get discouraged. We really need to be desperate for God and seek him and trust him, and that's where he's been working on me lately. So um, just to give you an example, God's been kind of waiting to the absolute last minute for me for anything lately. To show me that there's nothing I can do to change the situation and that I need to have faith and trust in him. And I don't come from the best background, so I don't know how to trust. He ain't let me down. Housing, he fixed it last minute. And it's not the way I wanted it or I would have seen it coming, but it fixed it. Uh, transportation for my daughter. My daughter has special needs. Um... The day before I got the transportation hooked up, there was 30 other kids before my daughter. I was already doing half days at work for two weeks. I already transferred her schools. I had already done this. She was going to another school because I was trying to take the precautions to make sure I could cover my end. The next day, the day after I was told there was 30 kids in line waiting, Monday morning, transportation was set up. 
it, that's just the way I'm understanding he works for me. But I'm trying to let you guys know, don't get discouraged. If something's not happening, get desperate for God. I had to cry out to him. And I'm not saying that's going to be in every time. But when you cry out to him, he knows your heart and he's not going to let you down. This replenish retreat, guys, Aaron can vouch. I wasn't supposed to make it. The, on paper, I, was, I texted Aaron at 7 o'clock at night. I tried every avenue I could to find a sitter. Nothing came up. I was like, all right, God, if you need me to be here and you want me to be here and this is my place, you're going to provide a way. And I don't know how you're going to do it, but you're going to do it. 6.30, a call came in. Ian, how are you doing? Oh, great. You know, just, I was talking. Lo and behold, I hung up on that conversation. Another 15 minutes had passed. Drop your girls off and get to that retreat. You need to be there. Now, how, how many times are we going to say this is coincidence, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm done with this whole mindset. This whole weekend for me has been just a spiritual experience soaking in God, but you've got to earnestly want it, and it comes from here. God is calling his church to wake up. We got gifts, and we can operate in the spirit realm, and, and the authority has been given to us, but we got to take it. And the last thing I'm going to touch on, I go to catch the fire in the morning in Barrie typically. And then I come here to my family. You guys, I've adopted as my family. I'm comfortable here. I ended up at Catch the Fire in Newmarket this morning. I ended, it was too late. By the time we got out of here, got my daughter's medication, I ended up... God wanted me in Newmarket this morning. I didn't know that. I was just... I wanted to catch the morning service. <laughs> I'm sitting in the, in, in the row, and, you know, and the minister calls everybody up. The pastor calls everybody up and says, if you need prayer for anything, you know, just come up to the front. I'd never heard a word from God before in my life. Never heard his voice. I've heard little bits here and there, but never a clear, this is God. Lady sits beside me and I hear a voice. It goes, pray for this woman. She's in deep, severe pain. What? <laughs> I was doubtful. I'm like, no, no, no. no, no, no I don't want to pray on this person because I don't want to say anything that ain't true. I'm new to this, hearing your voice and really seeking your face. I'm new to this. I'm not going to do it. He goes, well, then it's on you. I said, well, give me the opportunity. He goes, why do you think the woman's been sitting here so long? <laughs> I'm, again, me being so doubtful and not, not doubtful, but not experienced enough in understanding the clarity. I had to ask. And it wasn't to test him. I said, I need confirmation, Lord, that you need me to pray for this lady. I'm new at this. What does she do? She walks up to the pastor. She goes, I need prayer. I'm in severe pain. My foot is killing me. Wow. I bust out in tears. I bust out in tears. I'm like, all right, God, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. Like, I'm done. I surrender. And that's, I think, where he's calling us to. We just need to be in utter surrender and just honestly seeking him. So that's what he's doing in my life. so awesome and um, I know Ian had been saying God I want to hear your voice more and Jesus says my sheep will know my voice and so he he does he answers those prayers so cool mm -hmm. hi everybody um, this was my first retreat here at big church and God needed me to be here 
Clearly, back in September, my apartment flooded. It was, became unlivable, and it's like the Red Sea, the, clear, the path was cleared, God cleared it, and he brought me here to near Barrie. I'm in Innisfil now, so I'm like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> okay. And being able to come out to the retreat from Friday, it was even a miracle that I had strength to still be standing. Um, I was in sitting in emerge with my 15-year-old from like 6 p.m. on Thursday until I think 12 noon on Friday. And I was like, Lord, you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm not, I'm not even eating because you're in a hospital with a mask on. How are you eating for all those hours? But I'm like, Lord, you're preparing me. I'm fasting. I'm giving all these hours onto you. I'm trusting you that I'm still going to be able to make it to this retreat. And there it was. I was able to come on Friday and I was able to come yesterday. And I was like, Lord, it's only you. It's only you that can open up, you know, an opportunity and regardless of what storms are happening in our life or around us, we just have to be open and just ready to surrender and be like, God, I'm here. You know, where do you want me to be? What would you like me to do? How would you like me to be in this situation? And just coming and seeing everybody and, you know, hearing the word and that the word that stuck out for me was that how the enemy is always distorting the image of who God is to us and always distorting, you know, how God's love is faithful and there's no bounds to it. We can't, you know, like, there's nothing we can do to go beyond or away from. Like, we can walk away from God's love, but he's still pursuing us. And he's been just showing me that even with my, Daniel has three other siblings, three sisters, and they've all been brought up in the church, but they're all kind of like, drifted away and so the enemy has been using that drifting away and the different life choices to like taunt me with it you know that parental kind of like what didn't you do i thought you taught them about god i thought you brought them to church i thought you prayed for them you know like is god really hearing your prayer about your children you know how are they here and you know one's here doing amazing you're a loving god why are you even loving him that way do you really need him that close you know, and it was like, you need to be close to God. And when Carrie was doing her uh, session about, you know, how Peter was, um, God was saying, you know, Jesus was like, I want to wash your feet. And Peter was like, I don't know if you want to really wash my feet, <laughs> you know. And I was like, Lord, am I doing that anywhere in my walk with you? Am I keeping you at a distance because of something I'm carrying? And it was like, yeah, you're doing this. You need to pull me closer. And so as I pulled him closer, there was this freedom that just broke through. And I was like, Lord, thank you. Thank you for that freedom that, you know, as I stand and I expose what the enemy is trying to taunt me with, he has no hold on me. So, you know, his stronghold is broken. And then also looking and hearing from other women that we had our little breakout session with Sheila and breakout groups and what they're dealing with. And it's like, what is the root of the things that, the strongholds that the enemy is trying to taunt us with. And for a lot of us, I could see it, it's condemnation, right? It's that spirit of, you know, oh, are you really walking in God? We're like under the law instead of under grace. And God doesn't have like a measuring ruler out in front of us, you know, telling us, you know, oh, you, you didn't reach the 30 centimeter mark. You're not there, you know? <laughs> like, he's just like, I, I want to know your motivations, the intentions of your heart. 
You know, I want to know, like, I, I feel your intentions. I see the fruits that you're bearing when you're, you know, you're sharing, you know, about what God's doing in your own life at work or at school or just, you know, you're in your neighborhood, you know, and people you encounter, you know, in the grocery store. Like, it's so simple. Like, we make it such a big, huge thing. Like, do I have a status? Like, do I need a crown on my head to say I'm a leader? Or, like, no, like, God doesn't care. You know, he really doesn't care. And I think... That, those were the things that really stood out for me, like how much God just wants our heart. Mm -hmm. You know, he just wants to be like a father loving us. He wants to let, uh, uh, for us to allow him to just really embrace us. You know, and I think that's something that, like, oh my goodness, embrace me. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, like, uh, we're so, like, we're shying away from it, right? Like, because we have past hurts or, you know, things that happen. But Jesus like, no, like, I'm here, I love you, and you're my child, Amen. right? So that was I can go. Oh, you go. I love how we started that. Uh, I, I uh, really enjoy how we started the uh, the worship off. It was with God so loved the world. For me, this whole retreat started three days before we got here. And every morning when I was waking up, I was singing a song in my head. God so loved the world. It started three days before the retreat. So I knew I was going to get something out of this. And my wife and I, we both came here with full expectations, with questions that we had, and we were going to get them answered. And we did. Thank God for that. He's always come through for us. Uh, the one thing that happened with me with this retreat was when we were here and we were casting out the demons. And I mean, there's <laughs> demons flying out the windows and the doors out of this building, I'm telling you. <laughs> but when we got up and we were going into the other room, I felt like a sponge. It was like everything was flowed right out of me. It was everything I could do to walk out of this room into the next one. Finally got my bearings again. And then we were praying for the Holy Spirit after, after that session. And I was up here, I was praying in tongues. There's a lineup of people along through here, and everybody was getting prayed over. And then Pastor Greg came up to me, and he put his hands on me, and we both started praying. And I felt this energy kind of come flowing through like it always does every time somebody prays over me. And I saw... In my mind, it was like a soldier. He had the full helmet on, the armor, the shield, and the sword. I'm not exactly sure what to get from that. The fact that he showed me that is significant for me. And if it's a battle that I have to face or we have to face, we're ready for it. Bring it on. 
That's it. Thank you. How's everybody doing today? Good. Well, I guess uh, coming into this retreat, um, I personally had been just the last few months have been extremely busy, I would say, if not a little bit like overwhelmingly busy at times. Um, but uh, I came into this retreat knowing that, you know, I also had to, had to pour something out and I was going to be sharing um, on the old man and and I just came into it kind of like, all right, God, well, if, if I'm here and, like, I was kind of desperate in myself, too. And I was like, God, if I'm going to do this, I need you to touch me. You know, I, I, can't just, I can't just give out of what I don't have. I need you to, I need you to touch me. I need you to fill me. I need, I need from you. And so coming here with that and, and uh, before that, even you guys that don't know, I, like, in my own heart, I was... I had a lot of, I guess, from everything that was going on, from all the things that I've been working on, basketball ministry, youth, just there's just been a lot of things that have been happening, and then also family life things that have been happening as well, and emergencies that came, and uh, just a bunch of things. It was just all weighing on my heart um, to a point where, like, it was entering into a time when I'd be in my secret place trying to spend time with God. I'd be, like, thinking about all these things. And then I'd be like, I'd feel like, you know, even though I was thinking about these things, I'd be like, I'd still be like declaring what the word of God says over it, you know, over it, that he takes my anxieties and my worries, you know, and, and all these things. And I cast all my cares on him and I, and I would declare these things, but I felt like there was this battle inside where it just all these worries and all these anxieties just kept coming again and again and again and again. Um, and so I was battling and I've, and I've been battling those things for a couple months now. Um, and so coming and this this night, I remember just even being here, and uh, in in that moment when I was even when I was preaching in that session, it was like the Holy Spirit just came, like He just came in a moment, and in a moment I felt like there was something that shifted inside of me, and shifted in my side of my heart, and there was like a breaking that be, that began to happen, um, and 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 a release that began to happen as well. Uh, and, and after that happened, um, as the night went on, uh, I, I don't remember which session it was, but it was close to near the end. Um, I was just in the back, just, you know, praying. And, and all of a sudden, uh, I heard the Lord say, I want you to get lost in me again. And I was like, whoa, this makes so much sense because I felt like I was getting lost in so many things, the cares of so many different things and getting lost in so many different worries and lost in so many different things, you know, responsibilities and anxieties and things like that. And it was like the Lord was taking me back to that place. It was like, I want you to get lost in me again. And so there's like this, I felt like since that moment, there's just been like this increased passion and this increased like just openness in my heart where I'm just like, it's nothing that I've done. It's just the grace of God. And it's, and it's like now I'm able to like just easily enter in and get lost. Just in, in the span of one day, I feel like it's just become so easy for me to just go into his presence and get lost there now without me thinking about all these things that were on my heart. Um, and so that, that's what I would say. That's, that's what God has been doing, and he's, he's continually doing that in my heart right now. 
Like right now I'm in this moment and I feel like I could just get lost in his presence all over again, you know? So, I mean, and, and so I want to just say to, to all of you that are in here right now, because I know that this is one of the biggest um, things that we've had to face in our generation is this anxiety and, and worry and, you know, and this is this battle. I believe that these are, there's a spiritual battle happening you know, as well. And there's this spiritual battle of anxiety and worry that are coming against us because of the things of life. And I believe that the Lord is saying to all of us, let's get lost in him again. Let's, let's get lost in his presence again. Let's get lost in him because when we get lost in him, we become, we become so level-headed and clear and single-eyed again upon him it becomes single-eyed upon the things of God and where he wants to take us and confusion goes out of the window fear goes out of the window all these things these burdens go out of the window when we get lost in him again and the enemy's tactic is to bring us to a place where we would be so distracted and try to distract the earth. this is actually something I know the enemy does he'll try in the midst of our anxieties and our worries to make us distracted but distracted of our own anxieties and our worries by doing other things, natural things. You guys know what I'm talking about. Like getting busy in other things to try and ignore those anxieties and those worries. That's what the enemy wants us to do because it actually keeps us bound. It's really just like you're, you're in a jail cell and you just find something to do while you're in the jail cell. You didn't leave the jail cell. That's, that's what the enemy wants to keep us and he wants to do to us. But what God is wanting to do to us is he's saying there's a, there's a place. If you would let me lead you again, if you would let me open the keys to this jail cell and let you out, you will see that there is so much more beyond this. I can take you and I can make you so mesmerized by me and by what I have that you would never go back again to that jail cell and be comfortable. So that's what I want to really say to us today, to all of us in this place today, is let's, let us get lost in his presence all over again. Yes, we can do this on a daily basis, guys. We could just get lost. You could be, in, you, could be you know, in the shower and you could get lost in his presence. You could be on your job and you could get lost in his presence. It doesn't mean that, you know, you, you, you just give up life. It means in the midst of your life. Instead of just getting busy with other things, get lost with him. That's what I have to say. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I, I just want to say um, we had a small team uh, of six. Daniel was one of them. Uh, it's wife, Sydney, and then Carrie and Aaron, and uh, my wife and myself uh, that did the retreat. And uh, I know for all of us, um, we were already stretched coming into the replenish, and we're like, we needed to be replenished as much as ever. You know, a lot of times you th you're coming into these things, and you're like, you think, well, I've got to have everything together. No, I have to be desperate for God, just like everyone else needs to be, because hunger brings God and more of God. And so um, I, 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 I'm so blessed to be able to be, you know, with these leaders working together that are desperate for God and that are, have a heart that loves Jesus and that wants to serve him. That's what's fun during the replenish. You know, people are like, you know, they're like, oh, it's a lot of work. No, these types of things are life-giving. It's a lot of work, but it's life-giving. Watching Netflix and those things, a lot of times can just suck the life out of you. 
about when you're doing things that are where Christ is in the center and it's life-giving as hard as it might be. And, and sure, it was hard. I was dizzy by the time I left last night, but it was a good dizzy. <laughs> so God's good. So I'm, I'm just, I'm so thankful for every one of you leaders. You, you really blessed to be able to do this with you. All right, I think I'm beating Natalie up here just because I got to go in the back if that's okay. Um, so I uh, just wanted to uh, just share just a bit of a testimony. So I, I felt that when I went on the retreat, um, going on the retreat, uh, I feel like just having that time with the Lord and just spending that, just that quality time with him, I always find that there's always like a recharge, you know, and it was just kind of interesting talking to everybody because with different people, it was just like having a conversation with them. You know, some people were like, oh, I don't know. You know, I'll see what I get on it. And I'm just like, man, I just know when we go and we spend time with the Lord, I just know that he always shows himself up. He just like, you, you think you're going to hit here, and he hits it on a higher note. And I felt like, for me, it was like just, um, just getting into my heart and just getting into the depth of like, who I am as a person, and just saying, like, Aaron, like, even just in small things, like, just pay attention to just less of yourself. Like, pay attention to less of different things that are, that are, um, that are being distractions, and just have a centered focus with me. And I just felt like there's this communion with him, and just this, another refreshing moment with the Lord, amen? And it was just like, it was just cool, because, you know, um, there's never, there's never an exhaustion with our experience and our walk with him. It's like, as soon as we experience one victory, we're, he's already focusing our attention on other areas that we can grow in. And so there's never an exhaustion to him. And so when I get a, 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 f a concentrated dose of like just experiencing the Lord, it's like, man, I mean, that's, that's what I'm spending my days doing, you know, like I'm going to work, I'm doing all these different things that, that I got to do in life. But it's like, just so I can get these different pockets of moments with the Lord, you know, and the different pockets of moments with, like, my brothers and my sisters. And I mean, like, I had some, like, really cool times just being able to connect with different ones um, at, the, like, the dinner time, like, just really grow, like, a solid relationship with just some of the other guys that were on the retreat, too, and just experiencing a little bit more of, like, who they were. And I just felt like, you know, we were all just really growing in that communion together and, you know, just connecting with Trevor and Ian you know, and, and Daniel, and uh, just everybody else that was on the retreat. It was a lot of fun. And Luke, um, where is he? There he is. And Luke, you know, and just like really opening up and just being honest with each other. Like, I mean, you know, I hate just coming into a church and it's just like, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? It's like <laughs> such a Canadian thing. But it's like, no, you know, like when you can just like be real and just be like, this is how I'm doing. And then after that, even in that same note, you can just enjoy fellowship. You can just relate and just be able to just accept each other and just be able to have a fellowship and an appreciation for your brother and your sister. It's like, it's just so relaxing, you know, and just so 
awesome. And the fact that God is there and he's fixing each one of us and he's just growing inside of each one of us, it's just awesome, you know, no judgment, you know, just completely uh, just an empowering weekend. So it was just awesome and I really enjoyed it. So. Testing. There you go. Okay. Hello? Okay. There. <laughs> I'm always a little nervous when I start to speak after one of these retreats or conferences because I never know what's actually going to come out because <laughs> you get squeezed, right? And what's coming out? <laughs> but um, I'm just so thankful. I'm so thankful for just for what God has done in refocusing me because I kind of felt like Daniel did actually. I was, um, you know, I've been really busy this past summer and like, you know, my daughter got married, and to this wonderful guy over here, he's amazing, <laughs> and it was great, it was so great, but it was so busy, right, like, and I also had my, um, my mom was selling her house, and dealing with just the busyness of that, so I was actually pretty overwhelmed, <laughs> actually, at times, I was like, you know, and plus, um, just everything that went on, um, like with the shaking, just of just everything over the last two years, I was really overwhelmed, actually. But, um, y you know, and I feel like God grounded me a lot. But um, this replenish retreat was really helpful. Like I just, I just felt like um, God just refocused me, and you know, like. I mean, I always know there's so much grace, and God knows my heart is right, and I'm for Him, and I'm not. You know, I'm not trying to sin or anything like that, but to be honest, I <clears throat> I was um, not, like, whenever I would get a break from, you know, the busyness and whatever I was doing, I honestly just didn't want to deal with stuff for a while there. I was just like, I just want to play my video games again, watch TV, not deal with stuff. But, um, you know, dealing with stuff is it's not like it, it's life-giving like when you go to something like a retreat like this it's it, it actually fills you it does in it and it's actually not hard so I don't really know why we do it I guess it just sometimes a quick fix like with a with a video game or something is is quicker and easier and whatever but it, it doesn't bring life it actually doesn't bring life it, it kind of brings death after a while like when you're not being filled up with God so um and it's funny because um like I felt like God wanted me to slow down and you know, to stop, actually. It felt like he wanted me to stop. I didn't know how to stop because I had so much that I had to do, and it was all good things. It wasn't, like, bad or anything. But it's funny how things happen in the in the natural realm that are happening in the spiritual realm because my brakes were actually on my car were going. <laughs> so, like, my brakes, and I kept thinking to myself, I don't want to really, like, use them too much because I don't want to, like, bring them down to the very last and I don't want them to break too much or, like, wreck them even more, you know what I mean? And so I would, I would not quite come to a full stop. <laughs> I'd kind of, like, I'd kind of be like, okay, I think I'm almost stopped. Okay, I'll just keep going, right? But that's kind of what I do in life is, like, you know, I come to a bit of a stop. And then I, like, okay, I'll just keep going because I, I don't want to wreck the, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's kind of significant. Anyway, I got these new brakes. And on the way here, I'm, like, 
oh, it feels so nice to just be able to come to a full stop and they're so smooth. And <laughs> so I just feel like God is like, he kind of brought me to a full stop, you know, and, and like kind of just filled me up and, you know, and I'm just so thankful for Greg and Sheila and Carrie and Aaron and Daniel and Sydney who just pour their lives and their hearts and their time into you and, you know, like God is just, you know, using them so much to, to bless big church and the body of Christ and and I'm just so thankful. And what else do I want to say? Oh, yeah, I was going to say this, the encouragement that we got. Um, so my card that I got couldn't have been more perfect for me. It, I mean, and I know that we've said this over the time, like the last couple of years, but, you know, it just said, be still and know that I am God. He is, I don't know who wrote this, but thank you. You're dead on. Um, he is in control despite what things may look like. And then the other one was, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. And, you know, I do trust God, but, like, there are times where I'm like, okay, this doesn't look good. <laughs> like, I don't know what my future is going to look like. You know, I don't know what the future is going to look like. Um, but I just felt like um, God is in control, and he, he does know what's going on, and we can just trust him and focus on him and look to him and be obedient to him because he does bring us into the best and he is he knows what the best is for us and his heart is for the good for us and he you know like he desires good things for us and to pour good things into us and you know he doesn't desire for harm for us he desires for good and so i just I'm just so blessed and, and filled, and I just love these retreats. I could go, <laughs> I love going on these retreats. So I don't know if there's anything else, but um, I just love you guys because you're, you're, my, you're my family, and I love you all. Round two. <laughs> Had to do a round two, Natalie. I was sitting in the message, and I too, very busy. And that's what God answered some of my questions with. Be still and know that I am God. And I, the plans. I had to do a little research because I knew those verses, but I didn't know where they were. <laughs> Thank you, Luke and Sarah, for finding those verses for me. And I thought, you know, somebody else needs to hear this. And I wrote it in the card. <laughs> I just want to um, just share a scripture about that. Because what Daniel was talking about, having your eye as single. And Natalie talking about, like, refocusing on God. And Matthew 6.22, Jesus says... Um, the, the light of the body is in the eye, like what we, what we focus on, what we turn our face to. If, therefore, your eye is single and clear, your whole body will be full of light. Like Jesus is the light of the world. Your whole body will be full of light when we turn our face to him. And then he says what will happen if we don't do that. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. It's like, 
don't sell yourself cheap. Like, let your eye be single. So I just thanks, thanks for sharing that. Just reminding me of that. This is the middle, so everybody knows. <laughs> so, um, yeah, first it was, a, it was a miracle that I even uh, came, and thank you very much for those that prayed uh, for me in my situation. Uh, my boss was, um, he basically broke his back to the point, um, that's just the, the simple term for it, but uh, he, uh, to the point he was going to the chiropractor five times in one day, two days before the retreat. So just the fact that I was able to go was, a, was really a miracle. Um, and it's, it's really hard for me to receive. Um, like I came from a place where I, you know, I had to take everything that I ever got. So um, when I changed my life around, I, um, it was hard for me to take anything or receive anything. And one of the, um, Sheila talking about the, you know, sin being a, a lone wolf, um, you know, is uh, that part really spoke to me. Um, because, you know, that's, that's how I felt. I felt like the lone wolf. But, um, you know, God doesn't want us to be the lone wolf. He wants us to be, um, you know, close to the body of Christ, right? Um, so that was just... Uh, and, you know, life, got, for me especially, I got to the point that I was really... Uh, like I was... I took so much in my uh, prior life that... I, I just wanted to give so much to the point where uh, um, um, just life got so busy. And, and when, it's, when you can't slow down and stop and spend that time with God like you can at like a retreat like this, it was a complete reset for me. And I'm so thankful for all of you. And uh, thank you for all the support that I, that I got. But um, yeah, God's really starting to speak for me, speak to me. And... Um, yeah, and it's uh, and and again because of the past thing, the trust is also a big issue for me. But as God is uh, speaking to me and uh, and fulfilling uh, um, you know promises, um, I'm able to build that trust, and that's just where I'm at. And now that the retreat is kind of like build a foundation, like a baseline for me, so now I can kind of reset and grow. So um, yeah, God bless all you guys. Thank you. It amazes me that we were on total lockdown for a lot of this and how busy everybody was. <laughs> wow, I'm glad we did it now. <laughs> um, there's a, a verse that I had shared on the weekend, and I believe it's in Proverbs. I don't have my notes in front of me, but it says, uh, the heart becomes dull because of the worries of life. And I find sometimes... And I felt that this weekend it was kind of like our hearts in different areas had felt dull. And God just, you know, brought life to them. Because there, there's a lot of worries and cares of this world. And those were the things that we got to lay down and leave this weekend. And so I just want to encourage um, those that went on the retreat, uh, you know, stay in your word to continue to walk out 
what God has started. It's not an end or just a moment, but it's what he started in you. And those of you that are hearing the testimonies and didn't get the privilege of going, you know, let the cares of this world go. Let those worries and those concerns go. Um, there's a verse that I've been meditating on for this last bit, and I've been share I shared this one also. It's in Acts 20. Let me just pull it up here. Acts 20, and we'll start at um, 22. And it's Paul. He's talking to the church because he's getting ready to leave. And he says, and now I am bound by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. I don't know what awaits me, except that the Holy Spirit tells me in city after city that jail and suffering lie ahead. But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. You know, it, it just has been challenging me that Paul was at a place with God that even when he knew that the Holy Spirit had warned him even that this is not going to be pleasant when you go from city to city. This is what's going to happen. You're going to face suffering. You're going to face jail time. You're going to face those unknowns that are not pleasant. And yet Paul got up and he, and he was compelled to go. He still even with God being so loving in warning him and just saying, look, this is what you're going to face, but this is what I, I am wanting from you. And he was willing to do that. And because the only thing that mattered to me, he says, but my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work that you assigned to me. And God's assigned something for each one of us. It, it, it doesn't matter what it looks like. I know some of the ladies opened up, and it was like, God, like, I just, I, I'm at this age, but I, I want more. There's, there's more that you have for me. And, and not seeing even just the value of what God's put in front of you with your families and with those that are around you. And so it's keeping that singular uh, purpose and vision. And, and the grace of God was so present. I just... I think that was the biggest thing for me was his grace. You know, we, we hear about grace like that his grace is sufficient for me. And, but we don't really see the power of the gospel, the power of his grace and his mercy. And like it, his grace was so present to be able to instill in us to be able to continue to go forward. And um, that just blessed me. And then it says here in, um, when he goes down in verse, I believe it's 32, yes. He says, and now I entrust you to God and the message of his grace that is able to build you up and give you an inheritance with all those he has set apart for himself. Like that's what God's ability is. It's not what my ability is, but God's ability is that his message of grace is able to build you up and give you an inheritance with all those that have been set apart. So we're not doing our walk on our own strength and our own abilities, but it's his grace. It's his power. 
and he's just so worthy. And it, it's as we, like we've heard tonight, how we become singular in our purpose with him. And we lay our life down completely that regardless, I would, I would hope to think that if the Holy Spirit said, I'm asking you to do this, Sheila, but it's going to entail this. And even if I didn't like what the outward looked like, that I would say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I'm willing. And that I would be like Paul and that I would run to that. That I wouldn't flinch back. So. Well, definitely nervous coming up here. I'm not one to speak out in front, but it was the very last session, the Holy Spirit session, that really kind of hit me because I, as some of you may know, I've been running on empty for months, having four young children, five and under. <laughs> well, five and a half and under. It's a busy life. Having... My oldest home last school year, I'm believing this year I'm not going to have two at home. That they will be staying in school because I don't know if I could do the two online. But it was the last session that really I hadn't been praying. I hadn't been doing much of my reading of the Bible. I'd just been doing whatever I had to do to get through the day. And when I was prayed over, like it just... I felt like from empty, it was just filled up. And like, as I said to Daniel, it literally, as he prayed over me, like it literally felt, I could close my eyes and it just literally felt like it overflowed. And I'm like, thank you, God, because I needed that so desperately. All I knew was I needed more. I needed to be filled. I couldn't run on empty anymore. Or I'd be gone. So... Thank you. All right, I want to just make sure we don't miss anyone. Did you want to say anything? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It has to be about God, though. As long as it's, <laughs> <laughs> you heard God. As long as you heard God. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so is this, is this the center right here? Is this the spot? I'm right here. A little, little to the this way? That way? That's good? All right, awesome. Um, I just wanted to say, I, I wasn't at the, I didn't get the, the opportunity to come to the retreat, but I just wanted to say hearing everyone's testimonies really touched me. Um, my heart, I can't even explain what's going on, but I feel like it's just filling up because I've, I've also felt a lot of what you guys are saying, like just with the distractions and just with getting disfocused and things like that. Um, I really, I, f I feel felt full right now. Like I actually feel that even in this time of you guys sharing your testimonies has really just filled me even. Um, so I just wanted to thank all of you for sharing your testimonies and, uh, and doing that. So awesome.
All right, well, uh, I just, we'll, we're going to wrap up and we're going to just have a, a, a worship time um, in closing. But this is the, the portion of scripture that I got coming into the, the weekend. And the, the one word that I got was um, disappointment. And I really felt a lot of people are dealing with disappointment and disappointment in themselves because I think in this past season that we've gone through, the pressure cooker has brought a lot of ugly out of everyone and so then when you see that in yourself you, you're disappointed right and then disappointment in your future because it's uncertain now you know there's so many things that you know it's like plans you had or you thought and, and disappointment in now everything's got to be changed and everything's got to be different um i know for myself you know my disappointment has been seeing the, how the church has responded in this season. Um, and it's like, God, you need to do something more. And I'm not saying that for, I'm, I'm saying, when I say the church, I'm talking about as a whole. Um, it, there's more that we can do. There's more that God has put inside of us. I don't, we haven't, we haven't shone like lights and in strength and in power right now. It's been a shaking time. How many we can be honest with that? And so, you know, what do you do with all those disappointments? And how do you navigate through that? And so that was for me. And I felt that that's one thing that a lot of we're bringing into this time. And so he gave me this this portion of scripture. And, and it says, therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight, Romans 5, 1 to 5. Um, by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. So just, again, establishing that everything Christ has done, we receive it by faith. Peace immediately comes because it's a finished work. The striving ceases and peace comes. Then it says, because of our faith, Christ has brought us into a place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. So there's great expectation of the, the good of what God is bringing and that we are walking and going to be sharing in that glory more and more. Then it says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they help us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And I really feel like the one thing that God has to put inside of his people is endurance. I believe the days ahead are going to require great patience and endurance. And you know how you win against your enemy? You outlast them. There's so a lot of things that I've done, um, you know, being in the city now almost, uh, well, 25, 27 years now. I've stopped counting. Um, you can outlast your enemy. Um, I've outlasted a lot of things just by continuing being persevering in what God wants. Just outlasting, you can outlast your enemy. So endurance will do that. And it says here, um, and I love this. 
So uh, first of all, character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And it says, and this hope will not lead to disappointment. And I think where disappointment comes when I look at disappointment for myself, it's when we get our eyes off of the hope of what we truly have and we put it on people, we put it on situations, we put it on external things mm -hmm. that really God can change in a second. And the hope that we have is a, is a hope from within. It's a deep hope. And it's a strength that comes from God from within. And it's a hope that will not disappoint. And so it says here, um, so this hope will not lead us to disappointment. And it says, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. And love never fails. Amen? And really, in the end, that's the thing that's going to outlast everything, is if we allow that love that has been given to us by the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts and to take us through everything that we need to go through. So that's what I believe he's doing in all of us, and he's bringing us to a greater place of that. It's exciting. Amen? God is good. So let's... We're going to just close declaring his greatness. Let's stand. because um, So first of all, God, I just want to thank you for the work that you've done in each one. Oh, and I, first of all, before I pray, um, we are doing another replenish in, in the end of March. Um, I do, don't have the exact date yet. Um, we don't have that, but it'll be coming up within the next week or so. That way it gives you plenty of time. And, um, and so... Uh, I just want to encourage you when, when the date gets set for that, do what you can to be able to be there because uh, taking that time with God is always going to fill you in a great way. So God, we thank you for what you've done and we ask that you would, um, that work that you started, that you would continue to do that work, not only in us that went on the replenish, but the work you've done in each one of us. Um, just even in, in our daily walk with you, God, we thank you for your faithfulness to continue that work, that good work that you've started in each one, that you are the author and you are the finisher of our faith. You are the beginning and you are the end. So we just, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for all that you are. Thank you for joining us today. We pray that this message has truly blessed your life. For more information, go to bigchurch.cc.